Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church here on the campus of Reaching Africa's Unreached in northern Uganda. Moyo District, Aforji is the name of our little town and village area here. There's a road out here and just that way in one mile you would reach the South Sudan border. So we're here in the far northern part of Uganda. We're conducting a, a training of pastors. Um, there are 71 students here this week from Moyo District, Yumbe District, Obongi District, um, from South Sudan, and from the Republic of Sudan. So we're teaching them about preaching and helping them to be more faithful pastors. We are today here together on our 739th day in Daniel chapter 5. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this word that we have from you. It's been a blessing to be in your word together day by day. We ask that you would bless us through Daniel 5 today. Please prepare our minds to understand it, our hearts to receive it, and our lives to respond in faith and obedience to what you show us of yourself today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Daniel chapter 5. King Belteshazzar, no, not Belteshazzar, that's Daniel's name. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he had tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold and silver that Nebuchadnezzar his father had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought and that the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Immediately, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's color was changed and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way and his knees knocked together. The king called loudly to bring in the enchanters, the Chaldeans and the astrologers. The king declared to the wise men of Babylon, whoever reads this writing, and shows me its interpretation, shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king the interpretation. Then King Belshazzar was greatly alarmed and his color changed and his lords were perplexed. The queen, because of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banqueting hall, and the queen declared, O king, live forever. Let not your thoughts alarm you or your color change. There is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans and astrologers, because an excellent spirit, knowledge and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. 
Then Daniel was brought in before the king. The king answered and said to Daniel, You are that Daniel, one of the exiles of Judah, whom the king, my father, brought from Judah. I have heard of you, that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Now the wise men, the enchanters, have been brought in before me to read this writing and make known to me its interpretation. But they could not show the interpretation of the matter. But I have heard that you can give interpretations and solve problems. Now if you can read the writing and make known to me its interpretation, you shall be clothed with purple and have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let your gifts be for yourself, and give your rewards to another. Nevertheless, I will read the writing to the king and make known to him the interpretation. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father kingship and greatness and glory and majesty, and because of the greatness that he gave him, all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he would, he killed, and whom he would, he kept alive, whom he would, he raised up, and whom he would, he humbled. But when his heart was lifted up, and his spirit was hardened, so that he dealt proudly, he was brought down from his kingly throne, and his glory was taken from him. He was driven from among the children of mankind, and his mind was made like that of a beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys." He was fed grass like an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, until he knew that the Most High God rules the kingdom of mankind and sets over it whom he will. And you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this. But you have lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven, and the vessels of his house have been brought in before you, and you and your lords and your wives and your concubines have drunk wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or know, but in but the God, but the God, in whose hand is your breath, and whose are all your ways, you have not honored. Then from his presence. The hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed, and this is the writing that was inscribed, Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Parsin. This is the interpretation of the matter, Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Perez, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Then Belshazzar gave the command, and Daniel was clothed with purple, a chain of gold was put around his neck, and a proclamation was made about him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. That very night, Belshazzar the Chaldean king was killed, and Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Well, that is Daniel chapter 5, and yesterday in Isaiah 47, we saw this, this day prophesied. It was prophesied by Isaiah 
hundreds of years before it came to pass, about 150 or so years before it came to pass, because of trust in idolatry. Remember yesterday I warned you when I said, if all these chapters in Isaiah about the foolishness of idolatry haven't been enough to stir your heart to want to turn away from all idols and trust in God, then the one that we had yesterday in Isaiah 47 about the sudden destruction that comes upon those who trust in idols should be enough to sober us up and cause us to hate whatever idols might be trying to grab hold of our hearts and turn away from them. Idolatry is serious business, and we might not think about it because we don't make little statues and put them places, but we give our hearts to things. We find all sorts of things to hope in, and they're not God. And we don't really trust God the way that we should. We don't really love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's the greatest commandment. If you are loving God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, the way the first commandment is, the way that Jesus told us is the most important commandment, then there will be no room in your heart, mind, soul, and strength to be resting in idols, to be trusting in other things, to be valuing things more than in their proper place. You would instead receive those things as a gift from God. You would give thanks to God for them, and you would use them for his glory, and you would never put your hopes in them. King Belshazzar, he knew the truth. You see, Daniel confronts him and says, you knew the truth about Nebuchadnezzar. What we read last time we were in Daniel, three days ago, and we were in Daniel chapter 4, about the pride of Nebuchadnezzar and how he was humbled. Remember that? wonderful decree that Nebuchadnezzar issued to all his empire in Daniel 4? Well, Belshazzar knew that story. He had read that decree. But like a lot of young men who grow up to have power, he thought he knew better than his old man. He thought he knew better than the past generations. He thought he would go in a different direction. And so he took these gold vessels and these silver vessels that belonged to the Lord, the Most High God, the very one whom Nebuchadnezzar was praising in that letter that we have in Daniel 4. And he took them and he used them for self-indulgence, drunken carousing, and for idolatrous worship, for drinking uh, to the praise of gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. And that's the thing with idolatry. You see, we don't have anything in our lives but what God has given us. We have nothing in our lives but what God has given us. So whenever we commit idolatry, we're doing it with things that are holy to the Lord because if you belong to Jesus Christ, you are called a saint, which means you are a sanctified one, which means you and your life and everything you have have been set apart by God and for God. And so you should be honoring God with everything. I should be honoring God with everything. And when I turn aside to trust in something else, I'm taking what God has given for his worship. The whole of our lives, I am to be a living sacrifice to God. And I'm taking what God has given for his worship and I'm using it to worship idols. Well, Belshazzar, in his pride, in his haughty spirit, in his idolatry, received this sobering, sobering message. A hand, supernatural hand, appeared and wrote on the wall. And no one could read it. it must have been written in some unusual way. Um, if, if you come to Sunday school at Forest Hill, you'll know that a few weeks ago, David Byron gave us an excellent lesson on this chapter. Uh, and he explained to us 
what some of the thinking is about why it was hard for these men to read uh, this message of Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Parson. But the message is clear. Belshazzar thinks he's great, and he thinks he can use and manipulate the things of God for his own pleasure. But really, his days are numbered by the Most High God. He's weighed in the balance and found wanting. He's but a small man. And his kingdom is given to the Medes and the Persians. Now, the historical context here, Babylon had been laid siege to by the Medes. But Babylon was a very well-fortified city. It sat on the Tigris River, and it had no fear of being breached. It had never been breached. And it was an impregnable fortress, seemingly. And so very often when a foreign power would lay siege to a city, if that city has ample reserves and is well supplied to endure the siege and is not afraid of being conquered, they would celebrate. They would say, we are unconquerable. And that's basically what this party is all about because Darius the Mede has already laid siege to the city. That's how it is that Belshazzar could be killed that very night, because the Medes are already having the city surrounded. And what happened was they stopped the flow of the Tigris River, which flowed through the city. And when they were able to stop and divert the flow of the Tigris River, it drained down, and they were able to get in under the city walls um, that way, which they were told by someone from inside the city that that way was vulnerable. Uh, other times, the cities, when they had a river flowing through them, would have big iron bars and gates, but apparently Babylon didn't do that. They were so confident in their own prowess. So it comes to a quick end. The Babylonian Empire comes to a quick end, and the empire of the Medes and Persians rises, which is exactly what God had foretold in the dream in Daniel chapter 2. It's what God had prophesied through Isaiah in Isaiah 47. You see, God is the sovereign Lord of history, and he's the judge of all the earth. He weighs Belshazzar in the balance and finds him to be wanting. This is the one true God, the God who rules over everything and the God with whom we all have to do, the God who weighs us all in the balance. And the only way any of us, the only way any of us who have idolatrous hearts and who are puffed up with pride, the only way that any of us will pass God's evaluation is if we are in Christ Jesus, because Christ is the righteous one. Christ is the holy one. Christ is the one who has passed the assessment and who has been found pleasing in the eyes of God. And if we are in Christ by faith, then we are accepted by God, and there's no other way to be accepted. Otherwise, we too, our days are numbered by God, every one of them. We will be weighed in the balance and we will be found wanting and we will not pass the judgment of God. So let's trust in Jesus and let's put all of our hope in him and let's abhor our idols. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we need you. We love you. You are good to us. You've given us a true and reliable Savior, the rock in our Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to trust in Jesus and cling to him through every season of life, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that is Daniel chapter 5. 
Tomorrow we're going back to Isaiah, picking up with Isaiah 48. Hopefully you can join me for that. And I do hope, as always, that you have a blessed day in the Lord.